Welcome back to Bright and Bubbly with Tori and Elizabeth. We are back. So if you are just tuning in, I am going to say pause and go back and listen to Enneagram part one because this is Enneagram um, part two where we dive just a little bit more into the Enneagram. So in the last episode, we talked kind of just about like the overview of the Enneagram and kind of just gave you quick little things. But this one, we're diving deeper in it. And I am so excited because Elizabeth, you're just going to take us on this nice little journey (laughs) and I get to just sit here and soak it in and listen because it is such a great tool um, for us to have. And so you are like the Inia expert for our podcast. So if you have any questions, please see her. Um, (laughs) And she will help you. But um, I'm super excited to um, continue our talk. Yeah. So when we first started our Enneagram podcast, the last one last week, um, we didn't know we were going to do a two part, but we looked at the time and we're like, yeah, there's so much more we have to discover and to dive into. Um, I'd say on this podcast, I'm the expert, but there are way more people that are experts to the Enneagram than me. There's people that have dedicated their lives to it and they'll take 10 years, 20 years, like they dive into it and they like take courses and there's just so much to the Enneagram. Um, But in this context, I've learned a lot and I'd love to share some more with you guys. So the last episode, we just talked about the nine types. Um, In the nine types, there is a a diagram um, and they're put into numbers. So you have one is your perfectionist, more so. Two, I'm just giving you an overview. Um, helper, three, your achiever, four, your individualist, um, and kind of like your creative person, um, the romantic individualist. Uh, five, the thinker. That's just, these are short short terms. I'm, I'm, I'm going quick. Uh, six (laughs) is your like loyal guardian. Seven, your entertainer or optimist. Eight, your charge in charge, protective person. And nine, your mediator. Um, last time I actually started with the eight because I've learned recently that that's really a good spot to start. Yep. Um, but this time I, I did go one through nine and there's just some pretty cool numbers that have connection and so if your mind was not blown last time get ready because there are some very big dynamics to the Enneagram there is something called the triads so if you think about it there are nine types if you break it up into three three and three you have three triads um there is the head triad the heart triad and the gut triad so I'll pause right there hear that head heart What that means is in each of those triads, there are three numbers that are led more, focus or sit more in that type of triad. So going to the numbers, our gut triad is eights, nines, and ones. Okay. Our heart triad is twos, threes, and fours. Our head triad is fives, sixes, and sevens. That means that each one is going to be motivated by their own thing, but with the basis of that triad. So I am in the head triad while Tori identifies with a number that is in the heart triad. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the heart triad versus the head triad, (laughs) 
there's a huge difference. And same with the gut. So yeah. twos, threes, and fours tend to be a little more emotional or connected to their emotions. I love that. <laughs> Compassion, crying, joy, like all those things. Yes. Feelings. Yeah. They're huge for that heart triad. While sevens, sixes, and fives are in the thinking. They're brainy. Depending on the number, more brainy than others. Like, Because <laughs> that's just how it is. Each number has their own attributes in that triad. And then eights, nines, and ones are gut. They're doing. It's, it's, um, it's a little bit more of a feeling inside rather than led by their heart or their head. Mm-hmm. Um, they can do stuff. Um, actually, I find them sometimes to be very productive people because of it. <laughs> um, and if you look at the numbers for the gut, you'll see like eights, challenger, like very productive people here. Um, same with the ones being a reformer, like productive gut, while your seven, six, and fives are your head thinkers. And even when you don't think you're a thinker in that triad, you really are. Um, same with the two, three, and four being feeling, like they feel different ways. Um, the Enneagram is so dynamic in the sense that even what I just told you, there's more to oh, it. Yeah. And so uh, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this, but hmm, I'll I'll be I'll just talk about me. Okay, I like that. Um, so I identify as a seven. Um, in the triad, I am not the first one in the triad of the th- the brain, and so I am not the most connected to my thinker. <laughs> Um, I sometimes can shut it off and I'll choose not to be as brainy, but I actually do think a lot. I like to, um, think that I'm always doing, but really I'm processing as a seven. Um, especially since I am, have a a potential wing of an eight wing and I grow to a one, which is also in the gut. So, uh, sevens are not connected to the heart triad at all. Wow. They're only connected to the gut and the in the head. And so that affects how they feel and they process different things. And so it's just really cool because it explained growing up for me why I was or wasn't as connected mm-hmm. to compassion or feelings the same way as like my mom who was identified as a two, like Tori. Yeah. And so it's just really cool how you can get into looking back at your life and seeing, and seeing. what you were ma- motivated or not motivated to do. Um, and each number, like there's so much, I can't even talk about it all. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to read you a little bit about the Enneagram. And then I'm going to talk to you about five different dynamics and things that are in the Enneagram that are really cool. Um, I'm getting this resource from your Enneagram coach. Um, Beth McCord really talks about yes this stuff really well and she communicates it in a simple little um pdf that she has so if you're interested i would encourage you to read what i'm about to talk to you about right now so the wisdom of the enneagram is that it recognizes nine very different yet inherently valid views of reality by learning the why behind the way you think of others feel or behave you gain more understanding compassion mercy and hopefully the ability to forgive that's huge yes so with the enneagram when you look at this why when you look at these things so the enneagram accurately and clearly describes why you think you feel behave and in a particular way that is based upon your core fears (laughs) i know and core desires and so in this document she actually breaks down these five things so here's the five 
your core fear, your core desire, your self-image, core weakness, and the message you are longing to hear. And it can come in a different way when it comes to that message that you're longing to hear than maybe you're thinking. Um, but give, give yourself some grace. If you're going to dive into the Enneagram, uh, there will be things that you will agree with and not agree with mm-hmm. initially. Um, when I found out what I was, I did not like it. A lot of people actually don't like the number that they are because it really calls them out. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what tells you that you are that number. So um, core fear, every single number has it. Every single number has that core desire, that self-image, that weakness. The weakness, I touched on it in the last episode, but didn't talk about it being a weakness. I said it more like a sin or something like that. Like each one of us deals with something. Um, And what's cool about it is because of Jesus, you don't actually have to sit in these things. Right. So the world will tell you, you have to become the best number that you are. But I would have to say that you're becoming the best of the nine. And because you already are touching five numbers. So if you have your core number and then you have two wings and you have a growth number and a stress number, you are touching five of nine. You're already on a journey of becoming more than just one number. Mm-hmm. And so it, it stretches you and then you can become other aspects of those numbers, depending on who's your, in your life. Like, I don't ever touch a two on the, on the diagram, but Tori, I mean, I have you in my, my life. I have my mom in my life that I actually have attributes of a two. So yeah. I already, I have, I have six now instead of just five mm-hmm. numbers. And then I have a sister who's a nine that I was raised with who has that peacemaker. And there's a lot of that inside of me. So then now I have a little bit of a nine in me as well that I would naturally never have. So wait, that's seven numbers. And then I have, you know, these other dynamics that you can put in and you're becoming something more than just your fear, that desire, more than the weakness, more than what you long for. And you're becoming something more when you actually focus it back on God and how he's created us. I think that it's a cool map because you can get to see where sin has come in and see how you can overcome different things and that you don't have to sit in this fear, sit in this weakness, but you can actually overcome it with Christ Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. And that's where I think as a Christian believer, the Enneagram is a great tool Mm -hmm. for you, not just the people around you. So let's dive into this fear and I'm going to call out some things. So buckle up. Here we go. So we'll start with, um, let's go with the eights. Let's go out of order. Let's do it. Yes. So type eight is the protective challenger. The core fear, if you identify as an eight, will probably be this. Being weak, powerless, harmed, controlled, manipulated, or at the mercy of injustice. So this is a fear that the eights have and they have to overcome. Um, or you'll see that in the motivations. The desire um, that they have, a really big core desire, is to protect themselves. Okay? To be protected and confident and, and um, in, in conflict and in other situations. Self-image, this is what they see themselves as. I am outspoken, direct, um, bold, decisive, tough, and Even compassionate is something that the eights will identify as being um, self-image. Now, here's where that weakness comes in. Oh, man. So the weakness that nines tend to deal with is 
lust, or excess. So defining it more would be a constant need for intensity, control, or self-extension. Constant need to push everything, assert themselves willfully. Hmm. Do you identify with those things? If so, you don't have to be in fear of it. (laughs) There's, um, and maybe that, maybe you're an eight and maybe those things are actually sometimes even a strength, but our identity is in Christ. It's not in these numbers. It's not in what we perceive either. Um, and I'm learning that in my own life, but here's another thing with the eight, the message that the eight is longing for is that you will not be betrayed. Hmm. Okay, man, we just got to one number. Hold on, here we come. Nines, that peaceful mediator. The core fear is being in conflict, loveless, shut out, um, discarded, overlooked, inharmonious. The desire that they have is to have inner stability and peace of mind. Hmm. It's such a big thing that it goes in all their decisions as well. Um... It, it really motivates them. Uh, self-image of a nine is I am a good listener, kind, agreeable, quiet, patient, calm, steady, and enduring. Now here's their weakness. And my sister um, is a nine and we've talked about this core weakness before and she didn't see it in her life and then she did one day. And this is what it is, sloth. It <laughs> 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 doesn't sound too good. The desire to be unaffected by life. This is an unwillingness to be fully awake to themselves or their desire or needs and ability. Resisting to bring their full, the, their full selves to all of life. Um, it was funny because I had this conversation with my sister who's the nine. And she's like, I'm not slothful. And then she had to think about it. And she goes, wait, I am in this area, this area, and this area. So some of these um, core weaknesses, you'll see them in your life all the time, and other times you won't, especially if you're growing. And the message that a nine is always wanting to hear is that their presence matters. Nines want to know that they matter. We all do, really. Ones, okay, moral perfectionist. The fear of of a one is being wrong, bad, evil, inappropriate, or corruptible. That's huge. That's huge for a one. The desire that they have, the core desire, is to have integrity, to be right, virtuous, and be that good, good man, good woman, the good girl, the good boy. Um, Self-image of a one is that they are accurate, thorough, diligent, responsible, moral, correct, just, in control, and fair. Now, their weakness is resentment. This is um, anger that has been repressed, leading to a continual frustration, a dissatisfaction with themselves and with others and even the world. It it can come in, in hidden places. The message that they're longing to hear is that they are good. And the thing is, is God is a good God. And you can really hear that as a one. Because you have a good father you can, when you're in Christ, becoming more like Christ, you can actually achieve that. Mm-hmm. And you can hear that from your father. And I love that for once. Twos, the supportive advisor. Okay. The core fear is being worthless, needy, inconsequential, dispensable, and unworthy of being loved. 
So their desire is to be loved and wanted. That's that core. Their self-image is that they're helpful and caring, warm, nurturing, um, even considerate. And they tend to be all those things really well. But here's their weakness. Their, that core weakness is this. Pride. An inability or unwillingness to acknowledge one's own pain and suffering. They deny their own needs while attempting to help others. They're not the best at taking care of themselves, truly, at times. And because of it, that can bring in some resentment in a different way than with a one. The message that a two is looking for is that your heart, their heart is this. Ready? You're wanted for just being you. Not because of the things that you can do or serving. Here we go. Threes. The successful achiever. The core fear is feeling, being incompetent, insufficient, exposed, worthless, or unable to appear successful. Their desire is to be valuable, admired, and respected. That's what they're looking for. Self-image of a three is that they are successful, efficient, competent, focused, and productive. Their weakness can be deceit, means that they're deceiving themselves into believing that they are the only image they present to others through success or through achievement, that if they're successful, then that they've achieved it and that they can fool themselves and fool you in it. The message that they're longing to hear is that they are loved and valued for being themselves and that they don't need to actually achieve love from others. Fours, the romantic individualist. The fear is being inadequate, emotionally cut off, plain, mundane, um, defective, flawed, or being without um, significance. The desire of that four is to be unique, special, and their authentic self. Their image that they see themselves as is that they are deep, uh, intellectual, emotional, accomplished, tasteful. And they long for beauty and and to have good aesthetics. Core weakness of a four is envy. Feeling that something is fundamentally missing in them. Envy leads them to feel that others possess qualities that they lack. They long for what is missing but miss the many blessings in their lives. And the things they already have that make them unique and loved and special. Um, Their hearts long For this, ready? You are seen for who you are, special and unique, like I just said. The five, the investigative thinker. Fives fear um, annihilation, being um, ignorant, and um, invaded, incapable, not existing, or um, obligations placed on them. So like having to do things, the pressure of it. That core desire for them is to be capable and competent. They're the thinkers. They're in that head triad. Their self-image is that they're intelligent, private, introspective, curious, quiet even, private. Again, wow, there's two. Man, they really like their privateness. And (laughs) that they're knowledgeable. Now, their weakness is avarice. They feel that they lack inner resources and that too much interaction with others will lead to catastrophic depletion, as in that they only have so much energy for their day and that it's going to be taken away from the people around them. This leads them to withhold themselves from contact with others. Thus, they hold on to the resources and minimize their own needs. 
ooh, the message that they want to hear as a five is um, that their needs are not a problem. Sixes, the loyal guardian. And I'm sorry, I'm just going through these really fast. Um, the loyal, um, the loyal guardian, sixes, fear self itself. They fear self <laughs> itself. Like, whoa. Um, being without support and guidance, being alone, blame, targeted, or physically abandoned. The core desire of a six is to have security, guidance, and support. Self-image of a six, and it depends on the context that they're in, is that they're prepared, dedicated, dutiful, um, hardworking, loyal, um, compliant, submissive to authority that they trust and, um, and that they're not rebellious to authority. Core weaknesses of a six is anxiety, constant scanning and preparing for the worst case scenarios. Um, The message that they really want to hear is that they're safe. Six, you're safe. And sevens, the last one in this grouping since we started with eight, um, is the entertaining optimist. The core fear of a seven is being deprived and trapped in emotional pain, limited, bored, or missing out on something exciting. Um, the phrase FOMO comes to mind for a lot of sevens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fear of missing out. A core desire of a seven is to be happy, satisfied, and content. And can I tell you, being a seven or recognizing myself as one, that is huge. Being satisfied and content is really hard. Self-image of a seven is that they're creative, fun, visionary, imaginative, stylish, playful, and inspirational. The weakness of a seven, and guys, oh my goodness, I hate it. It's gluttony. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> um, it's insatiable. The desire to fill oneself up with ex- experiences and stimulation. In order to avoid emotional pain, they pursue a variety of positive, stimulating ideas and activities, but never completely are satisfied. And sevens, um, the thing that they're longing to hear is that you'll be taken care of. You can be satisfied. And I can really relate to that one since that's what I, I go are. with. Mm-hmm. So the, those are the numbers and just the, the devi- desire, fear, image, weakness, and a longing that they have. And it dives in pretty deep. And there's a lot to it. And man, like, I couldn't even tell you a lot. Um, last episode, we told you about your um, Enneagram coach. And we also mm-hmm. talked about Annie F. Downs' podcast. That sounds fun. In her podcast, she... Um, does this Enya summer. She's done it in 2019 and 2020. And she actually brings on people that dive into those um, numbers and give you more. And truly, like, I literally could do a whole nother podcast (laughs) about the Enneagram and not even get done and touch everything. Um, There's so much to it. And so I hope something stood out to you. And maybe if you even know the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. being reminded of those things. And Feel free to pause me. <laughs> right. Go, okay. Wow. Right. Things was down really fast. I I wasn't able to get that. Um. And so like it's intense. But yeah. So there you go. But um. Thanks for listening on that one. <laughs> yes. And what I love though is you you can always be learning about this. Like it's not like you're one number. I'm a two. You're a seven. That's it. Cut dry. Like we're always learning the books, the resources. Like yes. it really is a tool that you can just keep coming back to and keep coming back to because there's always something. Yes. Well, and even identifying myself as a seven. So I just keep on using myself as an example 
first people. And if you're not the number, it may not connect with you. But I read that that six description of their fears and desires. And I read the eights description of their fears and their and things. And there's things that I can relate to. Not them being my number, but because yeah. they're my wing, because they're right beside me. Mm-hmm. So there's moments and times where I will pick up some anxiety, even though that's not my core weakness. Yeah. Because I don't feel safe. Because I'm not satisfied as that seven and then I'm touching into that six. And the same could be said for a two. I'm just using Tori as an example where as that two, she could have a little bit of like not feeling like she's good. Yeah. Or if she's going to that three, like not feeling like um, she's worthy and she has to achieve more. So there's there's a lot to it. And, um, you know, there's there's aspects to it that are intense. But. Speaking of which, um, we're going to change courses completely and I want to tell you a little story and then we'll let you go today. Uh, I was talking to someone and she was asking me about my day and I was like, oh, it's not my day. It's God's day because when it's my day, my day fails. (laughs) And she goes, well, it's like God's word. Like um, in, in Psalms 118, 24, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's so much better than me just saying, it's not my day, but it's God's day. Yeah. And she spinned it on me and she gave me scripture for it because, um, our days can be pretty hard. And that's, I mean, the Enneagram is helpful sometimes because you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so emotional or, oh, I feel insecure here. But there's many days where I wake up and I go, Lord, this has to be you. It's not my day. Yes. And I loved that this woman poured into me and said, hey, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Mm-hmm. So this morning I woke up and literally go, instead of telling God that it's not my day, it's your day, God, I literally go, this is the day the Lord has made. God, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to thank you for it. Already that. ahead of time, you're going to do something. Thanks. My day started off so much better because instead of being negative and saying, Psh, it's not my day. Right. I thought about it being his. Oh, I love that. I changed it. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. And by the way, that's NIV. No, no, it's NKJV because NIV says it differently. <laughs> so many different versions. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, go out, be blessed, encourage somebody. Thanks for listening. And I hope you guys like the Enneagram. Yep. See ya.